It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on the Washington football team with the Locked on Washington football team podcast today brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection of reliable low prices. Don't park your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Welcome to returning listeners and new, new listeners alike. If you haven't already, guys, please subscribe or click follow to uh, continue to get all the episodes of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. As we enter our last week of three episodes, starting next week, we're back five days a week leading into training camp and then until the Lombardi Trophy is is awarded. And actually, I mean, all the way through the NFL draft, really, we'll be back five days a week. So quite a long time. If you you do uh, do like the show, please leave a rating, leave a review. Of course, Chris Russell and I, David Harrison here, to take you through the beginning of your week and the Washington football team news and more rankings coming out when we're not here. Find Chris over the Team 983 at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, with his co-host there, Pete Methurst. Also find that show and this show on the Odyssey app. Find Chris covering the Washington football team in writing for SI.com on Twitter at WrestleMania621. Find myself at DHarrison82 and the show at LockedWFTPod. Chris, back for a new week, and we've got to kick it off with news Uh, An update of sorts, I suppose, for the new team name and logo and when it will be revealed to the fans. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe this is shocking news or big news to a lot of people. It's not really to me, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. But Jason Wright, the team president, told Nikki Javala of The Washington Post, uh, I guess earlier this week for a story that came out over the weekend, that the team name and logo will be revealed in early 2022. To that, David, I say, well, yeah, I mean, that's what I was kind of expecting, but but we don't know what early 2022, we don't know what early 2022, let me try and uh, really means, right? Does that mean January yeah. 1st? Does that mean March 31st? Does that mean, you know, could, you know, could the intention to have it done by March 15th or March 31st turn into, well, we ran into this snag and well, we were just waiting to make sure. And then all of a sudden it's May 15th. We don't know. Right. So the intention could be early 2022. That doesn't mean the reality will be early 2022. And that's my initial read on it. I don't know if it's a big deal. I I think it's a big deal because people just want to get the new name, whatever it is, get mad or happy about it, buy the new gear, settle down, get used to it, and go, okay, hopefully and thank <laughs> goodness we never have to deal with that again. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and just for those uh, who maybe aren't tracking and why you keep saying March 15th, March 16th, 2022 is the beginning of the 2022 league year for the National Football League. So obviously it would make sense. Uh, you, you know, you're going to be bringing in new players, announcing new signings or agreements and all that stuff. You want to have your current team logo. You don't want to be, you know, on March 16th, uh, you know, announcing the signing or the or the trade for Russell Wilson as the new franchise quarterback of the, the Washington, whatever we're going to be and have the Washington football team logo there on your social media products and everything else. So I think you can obviously say 
no later than March 15th, right? It is going to be when it's revealed because that's the day before all those moves go live. And then, you know, even after that, I would say it's probably going to come after the Super Bowl. So you're probably looking at end of February, early March. There's probably about a two week time period there. The last week of February going into the first week of March, that probably feels like the right time to, uh, to go ahead and unveil that. And honestly, depending on what happens, I mean, look at guys like Brandon Scherf, if there's a re-signing, you know what I mean? During that period, a guy that agrees to a contract extension or a new contract during that time period, the team may go ahead and kind of hold, you know, you can announce that, that you've agreed to terms and not actually officially sign a player for quite some time. So the, we may find out the team has agreed to terms with a certain type of player, and then the logo comes out, and then maybe two or three days later, that player then becomes the first, you know, player to to re-sign under that logo, under that branding, which would be, you know, a, a pretty cool moment, I think, for mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So, yeah, I think we have a good window of when to expect it. I think it's it's good because there are some fans out there who have been kind of hoping you might find out uh, a little bit. And, and you might get some teasers, you know what I mean? But also from a business standpoint, I, I think, Chris, you, you're aware of this as well as I am, that if this team does do as well as some of us out here think that they might, and especially compete for a division title, you know, merchandise is going to start to go up. Merchandise can start to sell, uh, sell, fly off the shelves and all that. And then if you've got a playoff team and NFC East division champion, uh, you know, or even better, even coming into the new league year, you do that rebranding. And I mean, that's just, that's just more, more money in the pockets of the Washington football team franchise or whatever they're going to be known at as at that point. Yeah. And, and, you know, you bring up a, a, a bunch of different, you know, I guess, parts of this prism, David, Uh, you know, I would say like, if you're the Washington football team, if the stars align, right, you would ideally want to deliver this news and this huge news about your future during a quote unquote dead time, you know, which the only real dead time is mid-February, post-Super Bowl, pre-combine, pre-free agency, as you were just kind of talking about, you know, so you know, that's, I guess, the most logical time to expect it. But I mean, really, again, we, we have no idea here. And again, you know, because we're we're being like they've shared a bunch of the progress on WashingtonJourney.com. But I mean, the real hardcore stuff, i.e. the name that they select and that they choose to move forward to and then start the finalization process I wonder how secret they're going to be able to keep that, number one, from leaking. And number two, meaning before the end of the year or whatever. And number two, are they going to run into a snag with that name? Again, I kind of mentioned that early on. Are they going to run into some sort of a problem? Or before they actually settle on a name, are they going to make sure that these four or five names are absolutely clear. And these four or five logos are absolutely clear. Um, I think you'll have a harder time with the name than the logo, but you know we'll have to kind of see how this uh, all plays out. Either way, it promises to be another interesting offseason for the Washington football team. Uh, and who knows, maybe they'll be the defending Super Bowl champions at that point. Absolutely. I mean, either way, we're guaranteed the next offseason, we're going to have plenty to talk about uh, reactions and, and new ideas and other ideas and alternate ideas and, and everything else will be coming out. So that'll be a good time. But I'll tell you what, Chris, another thing that is always a good time is when I see a box of built Bars 
arrive onto my door doorstep, whether it's any of the nine delicious flavors that they're always offering or one of those limited time flavors like Grasshopper Cookie, which we got a preview of. We got a, an advanced box from Built Bar because they wanted us to be able to tell all of our listeners how delicious they are. Kind of think Thin Mint Cookies from the Girl Scouts. That's about the flavor profile you're talking about. Very good bars. I've got a box on, on the way to my house as we speak because when you talk to a Built Bar fan, we're all passionate about our favorites, whether it's that Grasshopper Cookie, Mint Brownie, which is my favorite regular flavor that they offer, Peanut Butter Brownie, brownie which is Chris's, or if it's another one, Coconut, Coconut Almond, Cherry, Raspberry, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel. Everybody's going to find a flavor that they like. If you don't know what it is already, order yourself a mix box. You'll get two of all of those nine flavors. You can figure out which ones you like, which ones you don't like as much, because not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bars that taste like a candy bar, they're healthy as well. Most of these bars have 17 grams of protein while only carrying 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Order yours today. Get that mix box or your favorite flavors by going to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off of your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast, along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. We continue our look, a couple of positions a day, at Jeremy Fowler of ESPN and ESPN.com's top 10 NFL ranking series by position. Uh, we've done a couple of these. Of course, if you've missed the last few episodes, uh, perfect time for you to go back and check, whether it be uh, on uh, Spotify or uh, Apple or the Odyssey app or what have you. Uh, everything's labeled for you. Uh, and today, David, we're going to do interior offensive linemen and safety. And when we're talking about interior offensive linemen, on the last episode before uh, the weekend, we talked about the Brandon Sheriff situation. We also previewed the offensive line as we know it heading into training camp. So here we are, interior offensive line, and Brandon Sheriff is ranked third, third overall in terms of the best interior offensive linemen by a group of, again, 50 executives, coaches, players, so on and so forth, behind Quinton Nelson of the Indianapolis Colts. That one's easy. And Zach Martin, again, pretty easy there, even though he was banged up uh, last year. Brandon Sheriff ranked number three ahead of Frank Ragnow, the starting center of the Detroit Lions, Joel Batonio, the excellent guard of the Cleveland Browns, Joe Thune, who just left New England for Kansas City uh, on a big deal, and uh, others. Uh, we can maybe get into others uh, a little bit later on. So let me just give you, before I get your reaction, Sheriff, 13 games last year, uh, his most games played since 2017, which is telling you something. Uh, run game block win rate of 75.7% of the time on the second franchise tag. An NFL coordinator said great puller and very good in the run game. I'd probably put him between those two, meaning Nelson and Martin uh, in pass pro. 
Uh, and Fowler points out Sheriff did have 13 run block whiffs, which tied for the most in this group. Uh, but, you know, teams can justify that a little bit. So, so he, <laughs> I, I guess let me get your reaction to the ranking and then we'll get into all the analytics that we just kind of went uh, down there. Did you have a problem or do you think that's fair to rank Brandon Sheriff as the third best interior offensive lineman that includes guards and centers in the entire NFL? I don't think I would have personally put Brandon Sheriff third on this list. You know, uh, you look at his highest ranking, somebody had voted and placed him second on their list and then the lowest person had put him number 10. So he was basically in the top 10 of every voters list. And I think that's fair. I think, you know, all things considered, I probably would have predicted him being in like the six or seven range, really by in large part due to that availability issue, right? The greatest ability is availability. It's becoming kind of a motto on this show that we've stolen from other people. But you look at some of the other players on this list, and they not only do they have the talent uh, and the production to back up their rankings, but they also have some longevity and some health and, and offensive linemen. I mean, listen, I you know I'm not really going to blame any player for getting injured. It's kind of a thing that just tends to happen in such a physical profession as being a football player. But especially in the trenches, you really don't want to hold that against a guy. But at the end of the day, when you're talking about ranking someone and, and how much you value one person versus another you know, you can't perform. It's a performance-based business. And if you're not on the field, you're not performing. So, you know, it just kind of is what it is. So I don't think I would have had him number three on my own list, but definitely top 10. So, I mean, you know, really at the end of the day, you're kind of splitting here. You're talking about a a position difference of maybe, you know, three, maybe five at the most, I think uh, is probably where where you're going to differ. And at the end of the day, if, if you have the third best interior offensive lineman or the seventh best uh, interior offensive lineman, you're in pretty good shape as far as your roster is concerned. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I'd rather take a great center than a great guard because the center is responsible for so yeah. much more. So a guy like Ragnow, I think Petonio is better. I think Petonio has always been better in Cleveland than Brandon Sheriff. And here's a name that, you know, people have forgotten about because he was injured all of last year and who knows what he'll be this year is Brandon Brooks. I mean, he was almost ready to go in that week 17 game from Philadelphia. Uh, but, you know, a blown Achilles, I mean, you know, and obviously Kansas City thought a guy like Joe Thune was worth a lot of money. They signed him to a five-year, $80 million deal after playing uh, in New England. You look at some of these guys, they have better pass block win rates uh, than Sheriff. They're about as good in terms of run blocking. I've always thought Brandon Sheriff, quite honestly, and I haven't hid from this, was a little bit overrated. Um I, I, you know, I, I can't apologize continuously for it. I, I don't look at him as a dominant player in any way, shape, or form. Is he really good in space on a screen? Absolutely. Is he, is he a mauler on certain plays? And, and, and if you're just watching cutups, absolutely. Is he a mauler? Is he a great one-on-one man blocker, a pile driver on a lot of plays? No. And that's my problem. They've never been a great running team, quite honestly, with Brandon Sheriff. They've never been. They've struggled to, and it's not all him, but it's not like he's played with a bunch of minor leaguers. I mean, for a good part of his career, he played with Trent Williams. And he's played, you know, a, a lot of games, every game with Morgan Moses. And Chase Roulier is pretty good. You know, it's not like he's had to do it all by himself, and they've never been consistently a great running team. And to me, when I look at a guard who you're going to, you know, pay 15, 16, 17, 18 million dollars this year uh, for, I, I need something 
that resembles dominance. And I don't feel like I get that. Yeah, no, I, I completely hear you. And I mean, you know, I, I, to me, it's I think he's a five, a top five to ten guy. I think I have him a little bit higher uh, than you do, but it's the top three that I think I have a problem with. And it's it's kind of like the Dak Prescott conversation where, you know, I look at Dak Prescott and, and all the hype and excitement and and supposedly greatness, you know, around him, and he's definitely a good, serviceable quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but then you look at the weapons that he has and that he's had. You know, during his time with the Dallas Cowboys and then playing behind the number one offensive line in the National Football League for so many years. I mean, you talk about great quarterbacks. Like, imagine what an Aaron Rodgers would have done, you know, with that type of, of an offense. Imagine what Alex Smith would have done with that. Like, if you take the Dallas Cowboys offense outside of the quarterback, transplant it into the nation's capital and put Alex Smith behind center there, I think, you know, you know whether it be last year and, and obviously the injury has a big part to do with that. But there are a lot of quarterbacks that I think would have made a lot better uh, production with what Dak Prescott has had on offense. And you look at Brandon Scherf, that's kind of what you're talking about a little bit is, you know, for as good as some of his offensive line mates have been, you expect to see better. And it's almost like because of the lack of of prestige, just kind of in the unit itself, Brandon Scherf is almost elevated a little bit because of the, the, the perception of the lack of talent around him. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, switching to the safety position uh, that Fowler put together. Again, top 10 rankings. You don't find a Washington football team safety, and perhaps this is not a surprise to anybody that's actually paying attention until the also receiving votes category, in which there are six safeties listed, but they're not ranked one through six or you know 11 through 17 or whatever. But Landon Collins, David, is listed last uh, on Jeremy Fowler's grouping here of also receiving votes. So what an AFC defensive coach said is, quote, still can be productive and will and he will be good for Washington's defense. Not sure he's as good as Buda Baker and Jamal Adams. Uh, I'm sure he's not uh, (laughs) in that realm of elite line of scrimmage players. That's an AFC defensive coach. Um, We've talked about, obviously, this and him a lot coming off of the blown Achilles struggling last year. He was having his best game of the year. Uh, last year before blowing out his Achilles. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't have a problem with this. Do you? No, I don't have a problem with it. And um, as far as that AFC defensive coach saying that Landon is going to be good for the defense, to me, Jack Del Rio is too good of a coach and too good of a defensive mind to not take all of the weapons and the talent that he now has on that defense, especially in that secondary, and put them in positions to be successful. So if Landon Collins is not a good, solid contributor for the Washington defense this year, it's going to be either because of health or because of him. Because it's essentially going to boil it down to, is Landon Collins happy playing the role that Jack Del Rio wants him to play? And if he's not happy, is he going to suck it up, be a professional, be a team player, and go out there and execute anyway? Or is he going to do what we've seen players do from time to time in, in this franchise and others? And I'm going to, I call it pouting and say, well, I don't want to play if I don't get to play my way. You know what I mean? And, and that's that's where there will be an issue with Landon Collins if there is one. If he's on the field and he's playing his role the way that Jack Del Rio asks him to play it and coaches him to play it, he absolutely can still be a key contributor to the defense. Uh, and I agree with all of that. And I would expect it, especially early on, to be a very limited role. And uh, they are – I don't think they are going to – um, I don't think they're going to rush him back. Let's, let's put it this way. Um, I, I really, I really feel they're going to be able to be patient. 
uh, because they know his limitations in pass coverage and they know, you know, he might even be limited in what his real specialty is. And with Cameron Curl and, um, you know, signing Bobby McCain and DeShazer Everett returning uh, and Jeremy Reeves, you know, you can make an argument that if if they could have gotten out of Landon Collins' contract, they would have this year. But we will see how that develops. All right. This episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast is brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto and RockAuto.com. You guys know whatever make, model you have, old, new, fancy, not fancy, whether it's just a vehicle to get you from point A to point B, whatever, you're going to have some things break down, right? You're going to have the some need to get, um, I guess, you know, some enhancements or some things. To, and especially if you have a buddy or if you can do it yourself at home, boy, you can save all of those dealer repair fees and the the um, the, the auto part um, and, and mechanic charges that are so costly for labor in addition to parts, right? So here's what you do. You go to rockauto.com and you get the parts that you need for your car or truck, again, foreign or domestic vanity or a fuel pump, whatever you might need. And you're going to save 30, 50, even 100% more than you will from, again, a chain store or a car dealership. When you go to rockauto.com, you check around the website, you find what you need, and then when you see the parts that you need, you order them, you write locked on in there, how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. Again, one-stop shop, rockauto.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wrapping up this Monday episode here at the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at dharrison82, at russellmania621. And at Locked WFT Pod and Chris, we we asked for it on the last episode. The voicemail line had gone kind of quiet here in the most recent weeks, but we got a caller in as uh, one of our faithful listeners, one of our one of our original callers, and one of our consistent callers. I feel like we're gonna have it pick up as training camp enters, and then preseason games, and then the regular season. I mean, we gotta get some reactions from some of the wins and unfortunately some of the losses that are sure to come. But for now. We're gonna we're gonna appreciate what we get, and we're gonna we're gonna listen to this voicemail and see if we can answer uh, what the what this fan has to say. Fellas, it's your boy Camion from Rock. Uh, ooh, first question, Chris. In the Thursday and Friday episode, when you did your you know that pitch for Bill Bar, which you know I love it, you mentioned white chocolate. Hmm. Now. I've been, I keep searching the website. I haven't seen nothing about white chocolate. So, uh, do you know something that I don't know? Especially when I've been asking for it, let me know. Uh, other than that, I want to know what mostly 
are the two of y'all looking forward to the training camp? Uh, is it the cornerback top? Is it the old line? D line? Uh, yeah, what are y'all looking more forward to? I myself, uh, huh. Uh, to be honest, I'm looking more so to preseason because I, I don't think this year we're practicing against another team. So I'm looking more forward to preseason to see us actually up against another team, to see all our depth players or who's trying to make the team, who will make the team look in live football. That's what I'm looking more forward to. Uh, don't get me wrong. I want to see training camp and all that, but I, I, I want to see the live football. I want to see preseason. Uh, let me know what y'all looking forward to. Love the show. You know that already. Get back at me. All right, my guy. We appreciate you as well. And so I may have over, David, I may have um, over, overspoke the, the white chocolate element. Here, here's what I meant. Uh, I had last week, uh, as part of the samples that they sent us, white chocolate birthday cake flavor built bars. They are, my understanding, not regularly available right now, but they are definitely white chocolate. And I even looked it up on, uh, on Google just to make sure that I wasn't describing it wrong. They are the birthday bar um, uh, flavor. And I believe there are other limited flavors uh, such as candy cane brownie uh, that they bring out at different times. So it is Again, it is a, a thing that um, it is a thing that is not regularly available. But if you uh, a maybe reach out to Built Bar directly at builtbar.com, or certainly you can get it online. Now, obviously, you're gonna you know the the cost and whatever is gonna vary. Uh, they also make a white chocolate cookies and cream flavor as well that I've seen. So uh, again, these flavors are not always regularly available. So you might have to do some hunting and searching. Uh, but yeah, the white chocolate birthday cake with sprinkles, David, I don't know if you've ever had it. It's delish. Yeah, I did. I did try it. Full disclosure, not a huge birthday cake guy. Okay. You know what I mean? Like actual birthday cakes and birthday cake flavoring. So that that kind of missed the mark for me, but that's just because that just kind of goes against my personal uh, taste bud, you know, pre preferences anyway. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the, the white chocolate salted caramel and white chocolate cookies and cream, both two of, of my favorites that have been oh. released. They should get released yeah, raspberry again. Raspberry cheesecake, ra raspberry yes. cheesecake too. Sorry to jump in on you. Raspberry, no. I, I had one of those last week and and to me, I, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I'm that like, was a good a one too. I, wait a second, I'm out of all of these. I got to order more. <laughs> Yeah, so they do have some white chocolate uh, flavors available from time to time, Camion. So, so make sure that you, anybody else who either prefers white chocolate or like you, uh, has a, an allergy to real chocolate, so needs the white chocolate. Uh, you know, just keep your keep your ears posted, keep your eyes posted on the site. And you know what? If they if they release them, we'll let you guys know when when they're live yeah. on the website as well. Um, as far as storylines for training camp, uh, I got I got to go with 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 the call. You know what I mean? Seeing seeing games. Uh, again, but not just seeing the action again. That's always my favorite part of, of training camp preseason is is seeing the guys out there just just hitting each other and playing football, even if it is kind of I want to say half speed, but you know not full you know full speed. Um, is the fans 
You know what I mean? Like we've been watching basketball, getting fans, you know, not not completely necessarily all the time, but we're, we're seeing basketball get more and more fans back. And it's great. Baseball getting more and more fans back. Uh, hockey, you know what I mean? Like the, the Stanley Cup finals with all those fans in Amelie Arena. Amazing. So I cannot wait to see FedEx Field, Raymond James Stadium, every every stadium uh, as filled as it can be anyway with fans because you know, it, it's it's kind of the, di- the the dynamic of sports, right? Without fans to feed the money into the league and 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 watch the games and that creates the ad revenue and, and buys the merch and they buy the merchandise and all this stuff. These players in this sport is not as popular as it is. Well, without the players, it's not as entertaining as it is. So they each feed on each other. So when you're missing one part of that dynamic, it's a huge chunk of it. So the fans being back to watch the games and to react in real time is going to be amazing. So even in preseason, I just can't wait to see it. You know, I, I would say this from a guy who went to every single home game last year uh, without the fans, uh, with the exception of one where there was about 3,000 fans. There was just a different buzz in the air that day, even though it didn't last long because they threw up all over themselves and turned the ball over five times. There was just a different buzz and feel. I know the players and I know Ron Rivera and his coaching staff are very much looking forward to getting some of that juice and that buzz back in the building. And this is the first year, you know, look, I don't know how it'll equate to attendance, but this is the first year in a while that there has been a lot of anticipation for this particular football team. So I'm looking forward to that uh, and being in, you know, being in the in the stadium with actual tailgaters and all that stuff and a lot of energy. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for this particular edition of the locked on Washington football team podcast. Thanks to our pal Camion for uh, the voicemail as well. Hope we uh, kind of got as much of that as we could uh, as always. If you guys want to join us 301-615-3577, 301-615-3577 is your uh, voicemail number, lock it in your phone and fire us off and we'll get them on as quickly as we can. Or if you want to email us, it's lockedwftpod at gmail.com. That's lockedwftpod at gmail.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. That's going to do it for us. Back with another episode in a short time. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 